Blog Talk Radio. To another edition of the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show And it's your host, you know it's me ladies and gentlemen Your main man Neek and my man Mr. C Better known as Chuck the Scholar How you feeling tonight man? I'm feeling uh, absolutely fantabulous uh, It's another beautiful day to talk about football uh, Hold on, did you, you, just, you, just say, you just say fantabulous? <laughs> I think so, something like that Well uh, fan, I think I see a fantabulous fan, something like that. I think it's a combination of fabulous and tabulous, whatever tabulous means. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's what know. I thought you was doing, man. You know, I've been living in Southern California too long. You know, they got me talking like they like Valley Girls around here. Everything super. Oh, uh, that's just super awesome. That's just super amazing. You know, so I guess fantabulous is another one of those words, Southern California words that's been rubbed off on me. All right, man, I guess so. I was just like, hold on, the scholar, Mr. C himself said, fantabulous. Yeah, I ain't always perfect. You know, I ain't always perfect, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, I'm I'm more of a math, I'm more of a math guy, you know, grammar and English with my (laughs) best subjects. Yeah, so anyway, fans, we are not too uh, GD uh, analysts on this show. <laughs> we are definitely uh, college educated and college graduates and stuff. I'm just saying, man, you know, I just love messing with you, man. But you know, I love doing the show with you, man, because we talk. And you know what, Nick? You, you mentioned mm-hmm. that college, get, but we got PhDs in that football knowledge, though. That's what, that's what counts. That's what the fan came here. The fans came here to hear is for us to drop that hot fire. Hot fire. Yes, 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 yes. But anyway, man, you know. You know what happened Monday night. And, you know, I just want to talk about it with you. And I'm not going to just talk about because fans, you know, new fans we have every week. You know, I'm a Giants and a Raiders fan. Chuck is a Bengals fan, diehard Bengals fan. And, you know, I'm not going to rub it in because, you know, we won. It was, a, you know, it was a good game. I mean, it was boring first half, you know. But all I just want to say is this. I'm so proud of my Giants defense because last year we could not win close games. We could win it for nothing. Our defense was ranked the bottom of the league. We had the worst defense in the NFL last year, almost down in NFL history. It was pretty pathetic. But this year, Jerry Reese, man, you know how I feel about Jerry Reese, our general manager. I done called his ass out many of times because he likes to be cheap. 
You know, he likes to go get these bottom of the uh, of the of the league, like uh, scrap metal players, like you see on Madden. It has that thirty five, maybe a forty, maybe a fifty rating. That's how bad it is, man. He likes to go get them cheap players and to try to turn them into starters. And I ain't gonna name names because we only have a forty five minute show and it's gonna take too damn long. And I ain't going there. But I'm gonna say this: when you had, when your job is on the line. I was about to say when your ass is on the line, pretty much the same thing. But when your job is on the line, you know, you, you need to do something different. And our organization, we don't really go out and spend money in the off season. We never really do. We might get a couple players here and there, but we never go out and spend $200 million on the defensive side of the ball. And that's what we did this offseason. And, you know, how did I feel about it? I was looking like, damn, Olivia Vernon, okay, Janora Jenkins, all right, all right. And I just want to see how it was going to jail. And after nine games, I'm very impressed, man, because in that game against the Bengals, you know, the first quarter, you know, first two drives, we thought it was going to be a shootout. I'm like, damn, Giants score first, and then Bengals go down the field real quick. They score. So I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, damn, we about to get in the shootout. But actually, the defense, man, they played very well. I know A.J. Green, I know you're going to talk about the Bengals here in a second. You know, Green has 78 yards, no, 68 yards from seven catches. So Janoris Jenkins had a good, did a good job containing him. And when I look at the the other weapons, man, I was really thinking Tyler Boyd and Brandon LaFell might do a little something against us because you know how I talk about Eli Apple's ass. You know, he was the recipient of who gave up that ass award last week. And he actually bounced back, man. I mean, I think he listened to the show and said, damn, nah, he called my ass out. So I got to go out here and play. And he actually stepped up, stepped up man, and uh, played pretty good. You know, because when I look at Tyler Boyd and Brandon LaFell, I mean, these two guys, they didn't really do anything. They didn't really have much of an impact in the game. I mean, only three catches combined for 21 yards between these two guys. So when you look at, you know, uh, uh, your boy Eifert had a big play, you know. So, I mean, you know, stats look pretty good. But Andy Dalton, man, Giants contained him very well, man. He didn't really do anything big, only 204 yards passing. But I was just so impressed, man, because at the end of the game, I'm up here thinking, like, maybe Bernard or Hill might get off a little bit. But, hey, you know, the Giants, man, were seventh against the run, only giving up 92 rush yards a game. And on that last drive, man, we had back-to-back sacks. I was like, yes, this is what I want to see. So now I feel good because we're 6-3. and three. I know Eli's going to do a little couple bonehead plays. I'm used to it. I ain't worried about that. And I know we didn't have Cruz. A couple of our old linemen was out. Brent Jones went after the first drive, and I'm like, ah, shoot. But Marshall Newhouse, yes, he struggled in the first half, but he stepped up in the second half. And I just want to say, man, I'm actually proud of this Giants defense. Now we just need the young guys on the defense line to come on in because Olivier Vernon, he balled out. He earned every bit of his contract. He's been playing hellified good this year. Stats might not back it up, but in this game, he had 10 total tackles, a sack, and he had numerous pressures on Dalton. And so – I'm just saying this, man. I'm just proud to see that our defense is playing good this year and they're living up to that $200 million contract on that side of the ball. That's all I want to say. Well, you know what? This must be how a Trump supporter feels because I view everything you just said, I just view that game entirely different than what you just said. Maybe, I mean, and it's not just because, you know, uh, the team I cheer for lost by one point. I mean, 
watching that game, I mean, you sound, you made it, that's, man, that's why you need to be a car salesman or something, because you, you make things sound so good, you, you know, you could turn a, you could turn a, a, a Dodge Aries into a Maybach, man, you just make things sound so good, neat, so, like, making love to my eardrums, man, because that game I saw, I, I saw it totally different, I saw two pretty mediocre teams out there battling for their life, I mean, the Bengals sit, they're where they're supposed to be at three, five, and one. They look like a three, five, and one team. I mean, the Giants, they are the worst six and three team I, I think I've seen in a long time. But you know what? The record said you earn your record, so they're six and three. But that game was just horrendous to me on, on every level. Y'all, yes, your defense came, your defense came and balled out at the right at the appropriate time, shut down the pass. You know, we had that one, like you mentioned, that one big play, pass play to Eifert, uh, and it was on pretty much not a trick play, but a, a funky formation uh, where Eifert got one-on-one with the linebacker. And, uh, you know, Giants did a great job with the pass rush, but we're talking about a Bengals team offense whose offensive line has to be one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Like, that line is just horrendous up and down, up and down the line. It's even rubbing off on uh, Whitworth. I mean, he's been the, this dude is a, he should be a perennial pro bowler, but this year he's doing his best, but he, his other mates just out there just ain't keeping it up. Cedric Wahey, I mean, he looks like one of those turnstiles in the expensive hotel lobbies you walk through <laughs> when you go to check in in the lobby. He just getting ran over. He, he's just horrible, but D-line did a great job. You mentioned Olivia Vernon, uh, you know, great job. Great job pass rushing. JPP was just out there like a grown-ass man, just throwing off offensive linemen uh, every which way. But even with all that said, it came down to Tyler Boyd not being able to hold, hold on to the ball when he crossed the end zone. You know, he caught the ball in the old NFL days. He caught the ball. He stretched the ball across the goal line, touchdown. But then he landed, and the ball came out. So in, in today's rules, that's no longer a catch. That's the Dez Bryant rule. I'm, I don't know if that's what it's officially called, but that's what I'm calling it. You know what happened to Dez Bryant a, a couple of seasons, a couple of seasons ago, where you have to complete the catch going to the ground. Tyler Boyd didn't do that, so that touchdown got taken off the board, and we had to settle for a field goal. So that's six, potentially seven missed points right there, and it's a completely different game, you know. But like I said, man, your team won. Y'all did a great job, but I mean, on both sides of the ball. That game was just horrible to watch. These are, these were two mediocre teams. Y'all are sitting in prime position to get hot towards the end of the year and, you know, and do some things. And we are still in a position to get hot towards the end of the year and do some things because right now the AFC North is terrible. I mean, we're two games behind the Ravens, the division leaders, but we still got to play them twice. We're one and a half games, I think, behind the Steelers, but we still got to play them one more time. So, like I said, man, I, I feel like a Trump supporter because I, <laughs> I just see things completely different than, than what you saw in that game. But, hey, these are two mediocre teams that unless they get hot towards the end of the year, they got talent. Both teams got talent, but they just they not playing anywhere close to their level of talent on both sides of the ball. But see, see, here's the thing, Chuck, man. I appreciate you, man, because, you know, that's how we do it, man. You give your point, I give my point. All I'm saying, man, is that if you watch how the Giants played last year, pathetic, man. Offense was doing this thing. You know, Odell balled out. Offensively, we, we, we was doing our thing. 
This mm-hmm. year, what's so funny is offensively, we haven't put it all together in one complete game yet. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like I said, offensive line, we've been shuffling players in and out and stuff. And like I said, losing Pew for the next couple games and Brent Jones going out, man, you know, that hurt as well. So, you know, I mean, I'm not going to make excuses because, you know, all teams have, you know, injuries and same thing with Cruz didn't even play last night. But what I'm saying is, man, every time we was in close games, we could not close it out. We could not get those breaks. Now we are, you know, and I'm just saying we spent $200 million on defense and it's showing up week, week in and week out. And the only problem is now is just that that offense with Ben McAdoo supposed to be the genius. And that's why I love my guys at the bar here, Joe's Bar and Grill, the Giants Bar and Grill. They call them Wackadoo. <laughs> so, you know, Wackadoo is not, 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 not calling up some good plays. But the last couple weeks have been calling up some pretty decent plays, whatever. You know, offense has stepped up a little bit. But that's all I'm saying, man. You know, right now, yeah, we, we look like one of the worst 6-3 and three teams. The Giants don't make anything pretty in 2016. Now, every game we should be winning by two or three touchdowns. Some we just want to make it close. Because, like I said, you got Eli – Still reverting back to his old 2004 rookie form. Wants to make these bonehead plays, and then he wants to look around at the receivers like, just stare at him, give it these crazy, goofy looks. Like, dude, Eli, man, it's your fault, man. Why you throw the ball up, man? Come on, man. <laughs> Triple coverage. But anyway, man, we're going to move on. That's all I want to say, because, you know, I got to get into who gave up that A's award for last week. And this week's award, the recipient, man, with no Vaseline, just straight raw. <laughs> I would say the Cleveland Browns because we could say it every week. You know, the Browns, they just think. Nah, man, get, you know, like, new, get some new blood out there. I know, I know man. I know. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm going for. Okay. So this week, it's, 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 it's troubling for me to say this team. And this whole war goes to that whole defense side of the ball, man, because offensively, Chuck, you talk highly about this guy because he's a great quarterback, one of the best. And the who gave up that ass award goes to the Green Bay Packers <laughs> and the defense side, man, because I would have never thought with the Packers coming off a loss the previous week that they would go into Tennessee and get their doors blown off, man. I mean, it was just sickening. They gave up 44 points to the Tennessee Titans. They got Marcus Mariota, the Titans quarterback, looking like Joe Montana, only had six incompletions. We talk about the Tennessee Titans offense with Kendall Wright and Delaney Walker. But they do have DeMarco Murray, who's balling out, had over 100 rush yards. But, man, that's secondary. I mean, yeah, they got two solid playmakers, you know, with Ha-Ha Clinton Dix and Morgan Bennett and Michael Hyde. But, dang, Darius Gunter, Quentin Rollins, Goodson, Randall. I mean, they just suck. And Matthews hasn't <laughs> been there. But, man, I'm sorry, man. This defense just. You know what? They just might have to start over, man. I mean, they might have to just cut ties with Clay Matthews. I know he's costing a lot. Your boy Peppers, you know, he's getting paid a lot as well. I know they got the rookie Martinez in there, Blake Martinez from uh, Stanford, starting at the inside linebacker position. But they just – they look lost, man. I mean, it's just no heart on this defense side of the ball, man. And so it's just – it's troubling, man. It's troubling times right now in Green Bay. So Aaron what Rodgers, you saying- I was going to say, so what you're saying, Nick, is Clay Matthews needs to stop being on every single damn commercial on TV when you turn on the game. He needs to he needs to go. I, even though I know he probably filmed those commercials during the offseason, but he don't deserve to be on those commercials right now because he's playing like butt cheeks is basically what you're saying, right? The only new commercial he needs to be on 
is actually on cable. We're talking about maybe HBO, Cinemax, Star. You can be on all those premier cable network channels. And what I'm about to say here, I know, but I'm, I'm going to tell you this. They need to make a new commercial for Vaseline. <laughs> and Clay Matthews needs to be starting in the new Vaseline commercial. And he needs to be in that locker room and handing out each one, standing next to each defensive player, and just holding it up, and they just smile all together. <laughs> Seriously, man, because that whole defensive side, man, they all need some Vaseline because they just oh. suck. <laughs> So, so what you saying, Nick, is it, it, the commercial needs to go something like this. Clay Matthews walk into the locker room. Step aside, Butch. <laughs> yep. Step aside, Butch. Let me get him. <laughs> yeah, I got the Vaseline right here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But instead of saying this, this is what this is what you're going to say. Instead of saying, go and get the gimp, you say, go and get Clay. <laughs> Go on to bring the blondie in here. Go on bring Clay in here. <laughs> yep. Anyway, yep. We gotta move we gotta move on, man. Oh man, fans. You know, that's just Chucky now, man. We always have a good time on the show because it's the Neek and Chuck show. We gotta have fun. But anyway, this week, whoo, we got a new week, man. It's crazy because college football, there's only a couple more weeks left and the season's over with that. And then NFL right now. We just finished up week ten. Now we're in week eleven. And there's a game tomorrow night, and this is a game based on my call, a no-margin-forever game between the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. And I'm so upset, man, because, you know, my Raiders had a bye last week, and them damn Denver Broncos and them damn Chiefs won. (laughs) And the the Saints should have beat the Broncos, man, but they let the daggone uh, special team player hop over and block the extra point, man, and return it for two points and win the damn game. Well, I tell you, man. Well, I tell you. Anyway, yeah, it was a hell of a play, though. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was. I got to give them props. But in this game, it's going to come down to like this, man. Carolina, they're in trouble. Whoever loses this game, they're pretty much eliminated from the playoffs. I know you can look at the record and say, well, the Saints will be 4-6 and six if they lose. Carolina will be 3-7. and seven. Yeah, Carolina will be done. I'm sorry, man. They're, 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 they're just going to be done because right now, that defense, man, you're relying too much on that front seven. That front seven can't get no pressure. It's a wrap. Cam Newton, his receivers, other than Kelvin Benjamin, Funches is stepping up a little bit, but the offensive line, he's still running for his life. Uh, Jonathan Stewart's not really running the ball effectively. And for the Saints, man, that offensively, they're doing their thing. Defensively last week, they actually had six sacks, man. That shocked me. I was like, what, the Saints, six sacks? What? On the Broncos? He actually did that last week. So in this game, it's going to be another high-scoring game between these two teams because, like I said, man, both secondaries pretty garbage. I look for Cam Newton to put up some good numbers. Uh, your boy, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, going to be in Carolina putting up some good numbers as well. So, in this game, man, I'm going with the Saints, man. I know you're probably going to go with them Panthers. I'm going to go with the Saints in this one just because of offensive firepower. I'm going to say Saints win 31-28. to Man, I'm going to have to start calling you Nicodemus because you predicted that I'm picking those Carolina Panthers, and you know what? You was right. I wonder if you picked Trump, too, to win the election, but we ain't got to go there right now. But from now on, I'm calling you Nicodemus because you predict the future. I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. If this game would have been in New Orleans, I would have went with the Saints. This is a division game, as we know, with any division game, these teams know know each other very well. 
So anything can happen, you know, in this matchup. But I think Carolina Panthers defense, yes, you said that secondary is hot garbage, but that front seven is balling out. You know, they're playing better. We said the past two to three weeks they've they've been playing better and better. They're getting better and better, even though they lost last week. But they held KC to only 20 points. The offense didn't show up. That's what happens when you lose. But this week, I think that defense is going to show up a little bit more. I think Cam is getting back into getting back into his Cam mode, and maybe they put up some more points. So I'm going to go with them uh, this week. All right. <clears throat> Tomorrow. Fans, fans, Chuck and I are about to set a record because we ain't even got to explain this game. You got the New England pissed-off Patriots going into San Francisco, taking on the 49ers. You have Kaepernick <laughs> versus Brady. Game over, TKO, Brady's going to dominate win. Patriots win, 41-17. All right, what's the next game, Meek? <laughs> All right, <laughs> like you said, it, like, nothing, nothing to talk about. Next game. We got another game, nothing to talk about. You might talk about a little bit, but we have the Pittsburgh Steelers going against the Cleveland Browns, who are on 10. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but the funny thing is this, man. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are actually below 500 right now, going against the Cleveland Doodle Browns. Doodle Browns. But the funny thing is this, is that your boy, your favorite player that we all know you love, man, RG3. And I'm just playing, man. You know, I'm just being sarcastic, man. I know you can't stand his ass. But Mm -hmm. RG3 is actually cleared to practice. So what's going to be interesting to see is, Cleveland going to let RG3 finish out the year, or are they going to stick with Kessler? Because I know a lot of Browns fans were upset last week because they're like, why is he pulling out Kessler, man? But you got to understand, Kessler was drafted a little bit too high because he has a lot of deficiencies. He can't stretch the field, so therefore we know Hugh loves to stretch the field. So he was getting pissed off because all he does is nick and dunk, you know? And he was like, nah, man, we ain't moving the ball with you in there. So we're going to go ahead and go to McCown. And old Joshy McCown reverted back to old McCown, boy, McCown style. And we know how he is, man. First few years in the league, just throwing on picks. And that's what he's been doing the last few weeks. So Hugh Jackson said he had enough, and this week he's going to go back to Kessler. But if RG3 is cleared to practice, do you go to RG3 or do you stick with Kessler? Chuck, what, what would you do? It don't matter what I would do. RG3 mod, I'm keeping G. RG3, yeah, right. They could have put freaking Willie Beeman out there, and it would not matter. These Browns going to catch that beat down, something serious. But like I said, it's a division game, and anything can happen except for when the Steelers play the Cleveland Browns, because as we all know, Ben Roethlisberger owns owns the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I, I, I can't even come up with a metaphor or analogy, whatever it's called right now. But he just owns them. Know that fans? He owns the Cleveland Browns, and right now this Cleveland Browns team is one of the worst teams I've seen in a while. Even though I will say this, I will say this: they are one of the better looking O and 10 teams that I've seen. I haven't seen many. I haven't seen many O and 10 teams. Matter of fact, I can't, oh, I can recall the last O and 10 team. Maybe they weren't the last O and 10, but the one that comes up to me is that Detroit Lions team that went O and 16. Now that was a, a horrendous team. This Cleveland Browns team, I think could beat that O and 16 
Detroit Lions team. But with that being said, Ben Roth- if Ben Roethlisberger played this entire game, no way. He owns the Browns. They have no shot. It's it's an impossibility. All right. All right, well, that was pretty quick. Actually, longer than we expected and longer than we wanted to go. But hey. Willie Beeman. <laughs> Willie Beeman. You remember, what was that song? What was the song? Willie Beeman. Oh, I forget man, what the song is. Yeah, we need that sound clip. Get the intern on that. Next show, we need that Willie Beeman clip from any given Sunday, fans. I know we got some young fans out there that was born after 1999, so they don't know what the <laughs> hell any given Sunday was, but you need to go out, go to Netflix. I don't know where it's at because there ain't no blockbusters no more. You need to go somewhere and get that movie because that was a great football movie <clears throat> with the great Jamie Foxx, with the great Al Pacino, with LL Cool J. Great movie. All right. Two and seven Chicago Bears coming into the Meadowlands to take on my New York football Giants. And I ain't going to talk long about this game, but here's, here's what you need to know about this game. Alshon Jeffrey is going to be suspended for the next four games. Yeah, we know pretty much around this time, you know, uh, some of these players try to cheat <clears throat> or they probably try to say, well, I didn't know that that was a performance enhancement drug. I didn't know that this was a PD. I didn't know that it was this, blah, blah, blah. You know, they try to come with some excuse, but come on, man. Come on, man. All you got to do is just check with your agent, check with the doctor, check with the league. You know, call the uh, uh, player association, the NFLPA, and say, hey, you know, I got this drug. I think I'm going to take this to treat this. I wonder if it's, you know, it's okay. I mean, that's real simple. Now, Sean Jeffrey said he didn't know, you know what I'm saying, that that it wasn't uh, – that, that that it couldn't be used in the league or whatever. So, anyway, bottom line is this. He's not playing this week. And guess what? Jay Cutler threw two picks last week. So, no, I'll Sean <laughs> Jeffrey this week. I know Howard, he ran for 100 yards last week. That's pretty much all they have this week. So my Giants secondary, I'm going to tell you like this. Y'all should be getting some picks in this game. Landon Collins right now is going to the Pro Bowl, looking like one of the best safeties in the game right now, balling out with three sacks, four picks. He should have another pick in this game. Our defensive line should tee off on this Bears offense line with no Kyle Long. And bottom line is this, man. Eli Mann should have a field day on that no-name Bears secondary. Only hope the Bears have in this game is they front seven, which is pretty solid and strong with Willie Young and uh, the rookie Leonard Floyd who actually had a, a sack and a half last week. So that's the only hope they have in this game. But bottom line, my Giants should win this game. They should whoop the Bears' ass. But we already know this is the 2016 New York Giants, and we like to keep these games close for some dumb ass reason. It's probably not. But bottom line is this. It's called an Eli Manning reason. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, man, my Giants should win this game uh, handily, but it'll probably end up being close. Yeah, I'm not going to – I know you're a fan of the Giants, so you're being – you're saying it's going to be close, but this ain't going to be close. I mean, yes, I just talked, I talked, I didn't talk bad about them. I just tried to keep it real. Yes, this Giants team is mediocre, but this this Bears team is horrendous. Everybody know I love Jay Cutler, but, you know, he, he gave up on the season a long time ago. He's just out there cashing paychecks. And you talk glowingly about that Bears uh, D-line last, last week. Them Buccaneers lit their ass up. Uh, yes, they had a couple of sacks, but the Buccaneers lit their ass up. That's all I got to say about that. And the Giants, it, if if you struggle against the Bears, I would be really concerned. I'd be really concerned because at least with the Bengals, we got talent. You know, some of them might be old. The coaches might not 
got Alzheimer's and forgot what they doing out there. But at least we got some talent. These Bears, they ain't got no talent. I mean, yes, they yeah. got some a, a couple guys up front. They got Amos in the secondary. I like Amos. He ain't playing up to his potential. But they they ain't got talent like the Bears. So if y'all keep the, if this game is close for the Giants, I would have real concerns. Yes, you talk about you want to blame it on Eli, but Eli. Don't run the ball. Y'all, y'all need some work with that running game. But you should be able to win this game easy, hands down. All right. <clears throat> Four and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers going in the arrowhead with the 27th ranked defense. Going against some Kansas City Chiefs who are in seven and two, who actually should be six and three. They should not won that game last week. But, hey, you know, you're going against the Carolina Panthers who don't have much of offense. So we already know what the Chiefs do best. They create turnovers. And they don't do anything pretty on offense. It's pretty simple. I mean, you're going to get a lot of uh, West. He's going to run the ball quite a bit. You're going to get a few screens, bubble screens, a couple tight end cross passes to Kelsey, uh, maybe a deep pass to uh, uh, your boy Macklin, but he's been hurt. So, yeah, Chiefs offense is pretty predictable, pretty boring. But when I look at this game, man, I don't trust Winston and his (laughs) no-name band. His no-name band going against the Chiefs defense. And the reason why I say Winston is no-name band, because I'm looking at these guys, I said, Winston, tell me who's in your band. Who's on drummer? Well, uh, uh, Neek, man, I got uh, I got Martino. Martino, he's the drummer. That sounds like a saxophone player, man. Yeah, his name's Martino. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, who's your backup singer? Oh, we got some kid named Humphreys. Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. Here's him. All right, uh, we already know we already know the, the the guitar man, one of the best guitar players in your band, Mike Evans. We know who he is. Yeah, we always know who he is. Well, who's other a uh, couple of other band members? Well, we got uh Martino. I said we got Humphreys. We got this other kid named Break. He's a new one. Oh, so you got Break. I don't know too much about this Break. Well, I looked at the stat sheet last week. Break wasn't too bad. And then uh, who else we got on this team? Oh, we got an old man came out of retirement. Cecil Shorts. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, a few years ago. Okay, all right, so he's back. So, once again, you got Winston and his no-name band going against this Kansas City Chiefs defense, man. And I just think, man, Marcus Peters probably going to have another couple picks in this game to extend his league total to seven. And uh, I just think the Chiefs, man, they're going to put the clamps down. D Ford is balling out. He's had a couple sacks about every game, last few games. So, I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this game, 21-10. to 10. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, too, but – Got to put a little asterisk next to it. You mentioned the Chiefs defense, but injury report so far for this week is Marcus Peters didn't practice today. Neither did Derrick Johnson. So those are two big pieces of that defense that didn't practice. But I still think they'll probably end up playing because it's not really that serious. I'm thinking maybe it's just the veterans day off today or something. So I'm going to, Keep my pick going with the Chiefs, but I think it'll be a good game. I think those Bucks they got they got a little bit of heart. They got some heart, you know, and they're coming off a big win. So, you know, it's gonna be a great game. But I gotta go. I gotta go with those Chiefs. All right, <clears throat> Tennessee Titans, man, woo! That Titans with that six rank offense going to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, who are coming off a bye. We already know Luck's having a great year. Gore. Uh, right now, so I'm approaching 600 yards, so he'll probably get us a thousand by the end of the season. That's if they run the ball, you know. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do right by Gore. You know what I'm saying? Just beat Gore, man. You know, you got a good chance to win because when you got a bad offensive line, you got to run the ball. You know, quit having luck running all over the place. 
But you know what, man? I got to go with the Titans in this game and some payback from a couple weeks ago. Actually, like, I think it was four weeks ago when they played each other. Colts won that game in a close one. But I just think the Titans, man, right now, that offensive line is open up them holes for Murray. Murray's just – he's running at the MVP rate right now doing this thing. Uh, defensively, man, my boy Brian Arapo, man, had two sacks last week. He's got nine on the year. Oh, Brian, man, it's good to see you back, man, back playing at a high level, man. Look like he's going to make the Pro Bowl again. But right now, man, that coach defense, I just don't trust. They're not physical enough. And here's the issue, man. <clears throat> we know last year a lot of the old guys stepped up. You know, your boy Mike Adams, uh, Robert Mathis, and uh, uh, Eric Walden are actually playing pretty good this year. And Dequel Jackson. You know, Dequel always been leading the league in tackles last few years. But this year, Dequel's not really doing much. Only 58 tackles. Uh, your boy Adams not make, making enough plays in that secondary. Mathis, just a couple sacks. Look like he's going to have to retire after this year. I mean, you know, that's just due to age and inconsistent play. And um, so, bottom line is, man, these older guys aren't stepping up, making enough plays. With that being said, I don't see him slowing down Murray. I don't see him slowing down Delaney Walker. I got to go with the Titans in this game. Another close game, a shootout. I'm going to say Titans 38-31. You make some good points, Nick, but I got to go with my gut on this one. I believe we got it on tape. I believe a couple weeks ago when the Colts played the Titans, I believe I picked the Colts, and they went out there and won. They did me proud, and I'm going to pick them again this week. They're at home. Yes, the Titans are, are hot right now. Yes, they are. You know, they balled on Green Bay, but I just got to go with the Colts, man. I believe in Andrew Luck. <clears throat> All right, you believe in Luck. All right, we'll see. All right, Green Bay Packers, man, four and five. Man, who would have thought, man, midseason, the Packers four and five going into the nation's capital, taking on the Washington Redskins who are five, three, and one. And right now, the Redskins, they have offensive firepower. Nice to do a running backs, man, Jones and Kelly. Um, um, and, and on offense, man, we already know about the weapons, Garcon, Crowder, and crew, Deshaun, he's going to probably be out the rest of the year. I think they probably cut ties with Deshaun Jackson in the offseason, man. But right now, I just don't trust the Packers, man. That's that, that defense, man. I mean, Aaron Rodgers can only do so much. I know they signed Christian Michael today. Uh, we'll see what he can do. And I know Starks is coming back. So right now, until they get a running game going and that defense steps up, I got I to gotta continue to pick against them, man. I'm going to take the Redskins in this game, and that's going to drop the Packers to four and six. Yeah, I'm going to go with Washington Redskins as well. Everybody, for the first few weeks of the season through the middle, last however long ago, everybody's asking the wrong question. What's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? What's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? I came on here and said, ain't nothing wrong with Aaron Rodgers. He's not the issue. He's not the problem. And as you can see, he's tr- he's not Superman. He's doing the best he can. Aaron Rodgers ain't the problem. You're asking the wrong stinking question. It's what's wrong with the rest of the damn team? What's wrong with everybody else but Aaron Rodgers? No running game. That defense is, is garbage. He can't do everything. He's not Superman. And this week, I think it's going to be more the same. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to do his part, but it ain't going to be enough. Watch the Redskins in this one. All right. <clears throat> Monday night, man, you know, I got to jump around on the schedule, man. You got my Raiders coming off the bye, 7-2. And I don't know if we're going to get Alden Smith back. Hasn't been rude yet. Um, Actually, tomorrow, the 17th, is when his suspension ends. So the ruling should be pretty fast, but hopefully Alden Smith will be able to play Monday night. We'll be able to travel with the team to Mexico Mexico City. Take on these Houston Texans who are 6-3. You know what, Chuck, man, it's funny because – 
I thought for sure the Jaguars would have won that game last week when you look at the stat sheet. The stat sheet shows that the $72 million quarterback by the name of Brock Osweiler going against the Jacksonville <laughs> defense, he would throw for less than 100 yards. I was like, 99 yards? That's all he threw for? $72 million QB going against the Jacksonville Jaguars secondary. It's not great. Because we already know, man, Ramsey's doing this thing as a rookie, but Prince Amakamura, and that's why the Giants got rid of his ass. He's a step too slow. And so I'm just like, hmm. So I know my Raiders defense is sitting there thinking like, okay, so basically we need to just focus on uh, shutting down Lamar Miller. He did have a couple touchdowns against that Jaguars defense. So I think the Raiders going to key on that. Kareem Jackson, the cornerback for the Texans, been balling out this year. Uh, had a great game last week, but I'm looking forward to that matchup <clears throat> excuse me, between him and Amari Cooper or Crabtree and, uh, and Jackson going at it. But I just think my Raiders in this game, man, I think it's going to be a defense struggle a little bit in the first half. But I just think the Raiders, man, are going to pull it out, man. <clears throat> We're going to give them good doses of that running game, that three-head attack that we have. And I just, man, I got to trust Carr, man. I can't trust Osweiler. <laughs> Osweiler versus Derek Carr. I got to go with Carr all day, man. Raiders win this game 31-20. Khalil Mack is warming up, y'all. He's coming off a two-sack performance. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming off a two-sack performance. And like you mentioned, Brock Osweiler is about to be introduced to the Mack truck. I don't know. What's Khalil's <laughs> Mack nickname? Y'all, what's the nickname for Raiders fans? He, he got a nickname yet? Nah, we don't, have, you don't, we don't have a nickname, nope. Ah, okay, well, we got to go with the Mack truck thinking nothing else. The Mack truck will be running all over. <laughs> He's going to turn uh, Osweiler in the road kill this week. These Houston Texans, I, I, I was hating on the Giants talking about they the worst 63 team I've seen, but these Texans are 63 too. It, man, they covered it close. They covered it close with with, with your Giants, man. They, the only thing is this Houston Texans defense is doing their thing. Brock Osweiler is an embarrassment, making all that money out there, stealing paychecks. So, but I gotta go with these Raiders because y'all are a complete team. You got you guys are playing well. Like I said, the Mack truck is warming up, <laughs> and. You know, I think it's you know it's gonna be in Mexico, so hopefully they won't drink the water and get Montezuma's revenge and nothing like that. <clears throat> Nobody gets sick, and I, I just think this the Raiders. It's a, this won't be an easy game because I think that Texas defense will come to play, but y'all defense better tee off on that that Texas offense <clears throat> because that Texas offense is uh, terrible when it comes to passing, running as far as running goes. They you know they do their thing when it comes to running, but it's just no, it's just no matchup. You Raiders are too balanced for the Titans, so I'm going with the Raiders. <clears throat> All right, Texans, Texans. I said Titans, <clears throat> but I meant Texans. <clears throat> Excuse me, Miami Dolphins, five and four. They're actually going to be six and four, man, after this game because I'm picking them against this Rams. I know the debut of Jerry Goff is coming into effect this week, but man, <clears throat> Rams offense is just basic, man. It's so boring. I mean, you got Gurley, you know you're going to get the ball 20 times, so just shut him down. Kenny Britt actually resurrected his career, having a great year. He had seven catches, 109 yards last week. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I mean, that, that's it, man. So with that being said, I'm just going with the Dolphins, man. I mean, golf's first day, debut, man, it's going to be a rough, rough, rough one, man, because Tony Lippett, <clears throat> who I grilled early in the season, 
is actually selling down, man. The game is selling down for him. He had two picks last week. Brian Maxwell's been playing solid, actually, of late. This whole Dolphins team has been playing pretty solid, man. With that being said, I got to take the Dolphins in this one, 21-10. Yeah, the Dolphins have been surprising me. They're hot right now, four wins in a row, about to be five wins in a row. These Rams, not so hot. I mean, their losing streak was just broken last week against that in that pathetic game against the New York Jets. So I think it's back to losing for them Rams. Uh, it's back to losing for them Rams. I don't live too far from the Coliseum, but they be tripping on those price, on those ticket prices. I ain't paying no hundred and some dollars to sit in the last row in a, on a bleacher, last bleacher at the damn Coliseum. They out they mind with those ticket prices around here. But don't let me get on that rant because we be here all day talking about them. And then you got to pay thirty, forty dollars for parking. Man, shit. I'm sorry, I, I got off on a tangent. <laughs> Next game, yeah, I'm picking the Dolphins. All right, <clears throat> less than five minutes left. All right, Jags at the Detroit Lions, man. Lions, listen, if you want to win this division, division is yours. It's sitting there for you to take it, man, because you already beat the Vikings. So just beat the Jags. That's all you got to do is to beat the Jags. They get the return of DeAndre Levy, the best uh, player on defense, man. He returns this game, man, has a play since week one. So I'm taking the Lions in this game, 31-17. Blake Bortles, I told you, Nick, I'm going to give him to the end of the year. I'm giving him to next year. If this was this point next year, I would have to let Blake Bortles go. But I I got to ride with my man. But I ain't riding with him in this game because I think the Detroit Lions got too much firepower on the offensive side of the ball. Defense, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's whatever. It ain't going to be good enough to, you know, win a playoff game or a championship, but it's good enough to beat these damn Jacksonville Jaguars. So I got to go with the Detroit Lions in this one. All right. Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the 12th man to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Man, the Seahawks look good on uh, Sunday night football, man. Nice goal line stand against Tom Brady. Uh, great victory for them. Uh, I'm telling you, Carson Wentz coming in here, man. It's, it's, it's going to be a tough game for them. Uh, they don't have much offensive weapons. Um, I just think, man, that Seattle defense defense is going to tee off on Wentz and off in the Philadelphia Eagles offense. Man, I'm taking the Seahawks in this game, 24 to 13. I didn't go with I didn't go with Blake Borders, but I'm gonna go with Carson Wentz. Yes, the Seahawks defense is looking good out there, looking great. They did a great job against Gronk and uh, the Patriots. But I just believe in Carson Wentz. I might be out of my mind, but so what? I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles in this one at the 12th man as my upset of the week. All right. My upset of the week is the Ravens over the Cowboys. Yes, I said it. Why am I doing it? You got Flacco going against Dak. I don't know why I'm picking it. I hate the Cowboys. I can't stand the Cowboys. I admire what they're doing, but I'm just going with the Ravens. Yeah, you out your mind on this one, Nick, because that, that Cowboys offensive line is some of the uh, – it's just it's, it's just beautiful. It's just poetry in motion, man. I I just I don't even want to watch the rest of the game. I just want to see that offensive line beat the hell out of people, pancaking people. Everybody got a man on man on man just moving people out the way. That Cowboys I hate the Cowboys too, but I love that offensive line. Thing of beauty. Ain't no way in hell these Ravens beating these Cowboys. All right. Two disappointing teams right now, man. I don't know which direction they're going because it seems like the Cardinals may be going a little bit further. I don't know, man, but. They should have whooped them 49ers' ass last week. And that's why I said on last week's show, they should make a statement. But they struggled. 
23-20. to 20. Man, I'm so glad I ain't bet on that game. And you know Carson Palmer out there throwing them picks, man. CP, Captain Pick, <laughs> he's back to doing it again. That being said, man, I think the, I think the Vikings going to get together this game, man. I'm going to take the Vikings. I don't know why. I just think they win this game. Yeah, I got to go with my, my my Vikings is like a great tragedy, man. I mean, they've gone through so much adversity this year, losing your quarterback, your star running back. Then North Turner just gave the peace sign, like, I'm out. They lost four games in a row. They started off 5-0, and now they 0-4 in the last four games. I got to throw them some love here. I got to go with the Minnesota Vikings in this one because Mike Zimmer just needs a hug. And here's your hug, Mike. Go out there and beat them Cardinals. All right, and last game of this week, uh, last game of this week where I'm going to go with, I ain't going to pick this game because it's the Bills and your Bengals. Chuck, I'll let you pick this one, man. <sighs> See, this is, gonna be, this, is, this is a tough one because – Come on, 30 seconds. Come on, Chuck. I, but it's a tough one, Nick. I mean, Buffalo Bills, they have their, they have their plus. Bengals, we have our pluses. But neither one of these teams play to their potential – I, it's just tough to pick. I want to pick my Bengals, and since I'm a hometown boy, it's, it's at home. It's in Cincinnati, so I gotta go with Cincinnati on this one because I think they're gonna learn a lesson from last week. Like, look, we can't be playing this mediocre, terrible football. We gotta go out there and, and play our hearts out, man. We can't be getting these penalties, like the damn near nine, ten penalties every game, keeping drives alive on stupid holding penalties and it just, just dumb stuff. Stop the dumb right. stuff, and you can beat this team. And I'm gonna have to go with the Bengals in this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. That being said, fans, if you missed the show live, always go to iTunes. Look for the Meek and Chuck show next week, fans. We got some special announcements for you guys, so make sure you tune in to next week's show. Get your pen out, get your paper out, take some notes because we got some important information we're gonna pass out next week for you guys. All right, Meek Chuck. See you guys next week.